What's good, people? We're back at it right now. Heavily Contested coming at you. Chris right here, Matt right across from me. Today, we're going to get into a bit of some NBA playoff preview. We're going to get into the matchups, talk about each team as we see it. The playing tournament, do we think it's stupid? Do we think it works? Do we think it's exciting? Who freaking knows? But right now, at this very moment, the playing tournament has been set, at least as far as the Eastern Conference is concerned. We got Boston going up against the Wizards, 7-8 and eight seed matchups. And then 9-10, and 10, Pacers and Hornets. Again, let me just give you a little bit of a recap the way the playing tournament works. The winner of the 7-8 is the 7th seed in the playoffs. The loser of the 7-8 will go to play the winner of 9-10, and then whoever wins that is going to be the 8th seed. So we got some interesting matchups going on here. I, I, actually, I actually didn't know that's how that worked. Yeah, that's how I it works. I thought it was just whoever wins 7-8 plays the 1, and whoever I mean, whoever wins 7-8 plays the 2, and whoever wins 9-10 and 10 plays the 1. I thought that's how that worked. No, so what I was telling you earlier is like that's why like if you lose that 7-8 game, like it doesn't really hurt so much because it's the same situation as you were in before. You just need to win one game. It's harder on 9-10 because they got to win two games to be right. able to make it in there. So so that's kind of how that goes. And I think it's something that's going to be really fun to get into. But you know what? Before we even get into the Western Conference, let's get into the Eastern Conference. So now after knowing how the playing tournament works a little bit more, how do you feel about the matches we got going on here? And how do you feel about the playing tournament itself? I mean, the playing tournament, it's, I, the way that I thought that it was was different than I than obviously that it is. I thought it was just 7-8, and whoever wins that plays the 2, and then 9-10, whoever plays that, wins that plays the 1. The way that you said it kind of sounds, it sounds better to me. I I don't know. I guess it's kind of an experiment the way that they're doing it this year. I don't know if they'll keep going with it like for years to go on. I don't find it like a super dumb thing. I just find that you're kind of giving participation trophies to teams that kind of don't deserve it because... If you're going to say, like, maybe, like, a play-in for the 8 and the 9 seed, like, that's cool. But I think once you're, like, the 10th seed, you're already under 500 most of the time. You're And in the Easter Conference, you're five games over 500 because the Wizards and the Hornets are both five games over 500. Five games under 500. But, um, I mean, the matchups, I kind of see... The Celtics are probably going to be the ones that come out of this as the seventh seed. I kind of feel that. I, and you know what? I think that's so sad for the Celtics because they're going to yeah, lose. They need to, they need to fire everybody there. They need to get... I mean, we've talked about this before, <laughs> but Danny Ainge has got to go. Brad Stevens has got to go. They, you keep Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Marcus Smart, and you get rid of everybody else. It's just so sad, though, because like, that team in itself, just like with their nucleus, with their core, they've been able to put together something special but they can never do anything special and it's just like even this season just been a mess for them like they've fallen way below expectations I think worse than they ever have before and now with Jalen Brown out they're expected to just go in and try to fight for a playoff spot and like I get it like you're gonna go in there, you're gonna compete you're gonna do it for pride and this and that but look I wouldn't be shocked if the Wizards win that game yeah I I think the Wizards are the best team out of the four right yeah, now I, I, think the, so. I think the Celtics probably take that game out but the Wizards are playing really good basketball and it's really surprising because, like, again, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, we were one of those people, well, two of those people out there that was just kind of, like, talking about Russell Westbrook. Do we know what the deal is with him? Do we think he's washed? Is he having a good season? Is he done? And I think this season, like, put aside, you know, the fact that, you know, it's so incredible, the fact that he was able to break Oscar Robertson's record for triple doubles with 182. But he is really having a great season. I think yeah. I got to give them credit. They really have turned it around because everybody was looking at them and, and talking that shit. But... You know, while they were playing bad, it was kind of just more based in the fact that, like, we look at the fact that they've got two guys in Beal and Westbrook that are just, they're so dynamic. And I actually liked them a lot better as a fit for Bradley Beal as opposed to having him and John Wall. And I think... I agree. While they're not going to be able to do anything as far as actually making it as a contender in these playoffs, I would want to see what could happen if Washington could, for once, get it right. 
I think they'll win the 7-8. And yeah. I think they'll make it in the 7. But to go back to your thing real quick on you thinking it was 8-9, I think that probably would be better. I hate how, like, if you're not in the very last spot, you have to fight to be in there. Like, I get it. You know, like, yeah, okay, if you win, you're still the 7th seed if you were the 7th seed. But it should be the last, like, the worst team, like, you know, speaking in terms of record for the 8th seed. Right. And then the nine, Like, that's it. So I get where you're coming from with that, but I think this is just something that makes it a little bit more interesting for it's money just, and it stuff. Gives you, it gives you more games that matter, which is which is in turn what everybody wants. Yeah. Right? Just more games that matter. And even at the end of the season, these teams that are fighting for play-in spots, all the games matter. Because this has all kind of come down to the wire with... Because from a 4 through 10, we didn't know a week ago who was going to be in the play-in and who wasn't. Yeah, it, like, it was really jumbled up. It was even like yeah. midway through last week, 4 through 6, tied. Yeah, and now, I mean, all the records are still pretty close besides, like, the Celtics kind of falling behind and the Heat kind of, the Heat are three games, three and a half games ahead of the Celtics now, so that's kind of, like, not a question anymore after they beat the Celtics twice. That was huge. Yeah, but um, for a week or two there, we didn't know who was going to be in the play-in and who wasn't, and I honestly haven't watched much Hawks basketball, but I don't really seem like, I, I don't feel like they're anything special, do you? I think they're a really exciting team, so I've been following the Hawks this season, and I think they're a really good young team I think they're on the way up I think something really big for them was just letting go of their coach Lloyd Pierce and look like everybody was like kind of like tight about it when he got fired but seeing what Navy McMillan has been able to do now that he's taken over that team and the way he's turned everything around I'm actually really impressed with this team and I think this is more or less where I saw the Hawks being when the season started I saw them as like kind of like a mid-seed like the fact that they're at the five I mean they were four already for a while right and for them being at five I think they're just about in the right place where I think they're they're a few pieces and possibly a couple years away from being able to make some noise do they have the tiebreaker over the Knicks uh no no so they're they're the five seed then yeah they're gonna because they still they still have a game tonight they have a game tonight yeah That's going to be interesting. Yeah, because we're, we're, talk, we're talking about this on Sunday. You'll hear this on Monday, but we're talking about it on Sunday. But either way, they're facing each other. So, like, we already know what the deal is yeah. with that. I, but personally, I think the Hawks are a more complete team than the Knicks. I think the Knicks, if you kind of if you kind of shut down Julius Randle and you don't let him become the play, like, like a really good playmaker that he can be, I don't think that he's I don't think that he's as effective as... Uh, meanwhile, like, the Hawks, have, the Hawks have guys everywhere that can score the ball. I don't think that the Knicks... I don't think that the Knicks have as much, like, firepower offensively than the Hawks do. Well, I think... This is going to be an interesting matchup for me, in my opinion, because you're going to have a team in the Hawks that's more... Their success is more based in being able to play quickly, being able to put up shots, and being able to just get the ball in the hole. Like, that's just what it is. They're an offensive squad. But I was talking to someone earlier this year. Like, they were, like, hitting me up, like, asking me, like, for a line or whatever. What should I put down for a parlay and stuff? Should I put the Knicks down? Like, I don't know how to feel about them. And, you know, there was something I said where I think it really made sense to me the way that I described this team and just Tom Thibodeau teams in general. Yeah. So... We've, talk, Thibodeau, we've talked about this before, yeah. but I agree with you. He's a defensive coach, and no matter what, he could have any player. Offense doesn't matter for him. The way that those teams are going to have success, the way they've had this year, is they're going to play such gritty defense. They're going to hold themselves in the game to be able to account for anything, anything that goes on on the offensive side of the ball. They will be in the games. And I think Julius Randle, I'll tell you right now, most improved player, he should get MVP votes in my opinion. Yeah. He like he's not going to get the MVP, but give him something. I think I think he's top 5 for MVP because I I think that he it's for me, I think Steph should win MVP and then Jokic. You think Steph should win MVP? I think Steph should That's win MVP. Cop. That's cop. Bro, am I, 
the Warriors might have been the worst team in the NBA again if he wasn't yeah. you know, if he wasn't healthy. And, and I get that, but then imagine like you give it to a guy who like let's say now he doesn't make the playoffs. Like I don't know. I mean, we'll get into that real quick, but I want to get back into Knicks Hawks. I think it's going to be a great matchup. It's going to be really exciting. But I hey, look, the Knicks this year they've really just exceeded all expectations, and I would say that they have some nice pieces on offense. R.J. Barrett, for example, is one of like thirty-one players right now averaging twenty or more points. Everybody was yeah. saying R.J. Barrett wasn't that good, wasn't that good, but look, he's playing a little nice. Derrick Rose, on most nights, he's their second-leading scorer. Right. I see Derrick Rose putting up numbers. Emmanuel quickly was a nice rookie. Obi Toppin starting to pick it up a little bit. They got Nerlens Noel down there in the paint. He's not going to be offensive, but holds it down. Tosh Gibson, I think he's more like their Udonis Haslam type player. Right. But definitely, I see where you're coming from with the Hawks. Like, they got Bogdanovich. They got Herter. They got... Uh, Cam Reddish in there. They got John Collins. John Collins. Obviously they got Trey Clint Young. Capella, Trey Young. It's going to be a really exciting. Hey, I think there's going to be a lot of good series this year. I don't think that we're going to have yeah. a situation besides like anyone really right now who faces Brooklyn. I think they're going to get quaked. Yeah, I think I think Brooklyn, other than if they play the Sixers, that they'll probably win every series within five games. So for you, though, who do you think wins between Knicks and Hawks? I think the Hawks probably take this in seven. I, I understand. Okay. I understand. Like defense, defense wins you series. Defense wins you championships. I just think that it's that you got to. You, the Hawks are a better offensive team, and you have to beat them throughout seven games. And they have the best player in the series, and Trey Young. Even though Julius Randle should be considered as MVP, I think we can all agree that Trey Young is a better player than Julius Randle. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, someone might listening to this might be like, but they're playing different positions. Okay, I know, but it's just a matter of like, what do you bring to the table? But yeah. do not sleep on Julius Randle in two years if he continues with this trajectory. He will be a superstar if he just goes down this path continuing on. And I'm really happy to see someone who, you know, he went through so much to be able to get to this point, finally get his chance. But now let's move on to another one of the surefire, already established matchups here. A rematch of last season's second round. Three seed Milwaukee Bucks against a six seed Miami Heat who have had a crazy season to be able to get to where they are right now. They just barely skated out of getting in the play and they beat the Celtics twice. Uh, what was it, like a week ago or something like that? A week, two weeks ago. Yeah, like we mentioned, that was huge for them. But going into the season, we got that rematch. Bucks Heat. How do you feel about this going into it? Are you excited? Do you think the Heat have a chance? Or are the Bucks out here going to be drawing blood for this? No, nah, I'm I'm super excited for this. It's just, I just feel like the Bucks look at the standings and they're just like, please don't give us the heat. Please don't give us the heat. And I feel like every team other than Brooklyn is like that too. It's just like, we would play anybody in the Eastern Conference, just don't give us the heat. Because you never know what, like, you never know what the heat are going to give you, right? They've, they're so, they've been so hot and cold this season, but they're getting hot at the right time. You know, you get hot towards the end of the season, you start winning games. They've had a really, really good uh, March and April. So yeah. like, well, this is going to be a great series. I think it goes, to, I think it goes to six or seven, but I, I can't not I can't not to think the see the Heat are gonna pull out this series. You know, if Jimmy Butler's on the floor, we've seen Tyler Hero starting to play better. Kendrick Nunn has started playing like he was the first half of his rookie season. Bam should win defensive player of the year. I don't care That's what cap. I don't care what anybody tells me. Bam should win defensive player of the year. I mean he could, but like that guards all five positions. You can guard all five positions at an exceptional at an exceptional rate. Like it's to me it's so crazy that he's third on the list. All Rudy Gobert does is block shots. Am I wrong about that? No. So then... Like, I, I want to say so something then, back, but I just like... I'm like, yeah, that's kind of just what he does. Yeah, like, he's just... He's an animal. And I, then Duncan Robbins has been starting to play better. The only problem, obviously, is is that we don't have Victor Oladipo for the rest of the season. Hey, hold up. I told you so. Continue. Oh, my God. What? I mean, the Heat, honestly... You go and you trade for him. You get rid of guys that you... You get rid of guys that you wanted to get rid of anyways... 
and you take a risk. They, right. they, they rolled the they dice. Took, they rolled the dice. They rolled the dice. It didn't work out. We still have the same roster that we thought we were going to have anyways. We had Victor Oladipo for what, like three or four games? Yeah, Maybe. literally he barely played. But hey, I think Trevor Ariza was such a great pickup for Trevor, them. And then Trevor Ariza, Iggy off the bench. You have a lot of guys that can come in and kind of just fill in and give you quality minutes. And the Bucks on the other end, I think obviously Drew Holiday is a big upgrade over Eric Bloodsoul defensively oh, yeah. and offensively. He's huge for that team. Yeah, but... Then again, the Bucks run their offense the same way every single season, and we've seen that it doesn't work. You can't just give Giannis the ball and hope he does something with it. That's just not that's not how playoff basketball works. It's just unless you're Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, you can't just give a ball to a guy and be like, "Hey, you do what you you do what you do." But that's exactly why they brought in Drew Holiday, though. It was you know because. You can only do so much. Like, if you're Giannis, you drive into the paint, you're going to try to kick it out to probably Brook Lopez in the corner. You're going to have Chris Middleton right there on the wing. The whole point of having Drew Holiday is so, like, even if the, you have those two guys on one side of the floor, you have someone else you could pass it out to. They got P.J. Tucker in there. But I think this this year, they're trying to do whatever they can to prevent that from happening again. Yeah. Now, will Budenholzer finally change his ways and realize that? I don't think so. I don't I think, know. I, I don't know how stubborn he will be this year. I think he gets picked apart and outcoached again because I don't think Mike Budenholzer is a great coach. I think he's like a mediocre coach. I think like he's I'm a very saying. mediocre coach and when you're going up against Eric Spolstra, probably the best coach in the league right now, you're just going to get picked apart and like game plans to death. Yeah, it's going to be tough and hey, I'm going to give you right now my little breakdown here of this series but I forgot to mention I do think the Knicks win the series and I think New York just burns down from it. You think, say you think that they just you think that they just fall apart in the second round? Yeah, I think they'll lose the second round to the to to Philly. Sorry to spoil that. I mean, hey, you can see that happening. But I do think they get one series out of it, and that'll be like them winning a championship. Yeah, it really will. So I'll give that to them. But going into this series right now with the Miami Heat, my God, what a roller coaster of a season it's been for these guys. I looked at a stat uh, just this morning. As far as like missed games due to COVID, the Heat were tied for third most games missed because of COVID. So early, who are, who are the other two teams? <sighs> I forgot. Probably teams that aren't even in the playoffs, right? Look it up. Look it up. Just look up uh, teams, uh, COVID, whatever the hell. Something having to do with that. But I'm going to keep talking while you look for this. So, personally, I'm here thinking that we were very quick. And I'm not saying we as in, like, the general public. I mean, there were people who believed in the heat. But here on this show, we're here, like, really quick to say, like, oh, my God, look at the heat. Look at the heat. What's going on? They're not the same. They're not the same. But you got to take that with a grain of salt considering what I just said right now. This is a team that earlier in the season was absolutely decimated by COVID, decimated by some injuries, and even during the season, they've struggled a little bit here and there with some health, and the team really hasn't gotten a chance to be at full form. Like, look, even last night, Jimmy Butler was out, and the Heat got their fucking ass whooped. I mean, they closed it a little bit at the end, but I think this team, for it to be able to be successful, is going to need each and every person healthy, each and every person able to play, because together... The way that this team has been constructed, I think they have a really good chance of doing. Like you said, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, been picking it up. Can we also talk about how bad Tyler Hero's current haircut is? <laughs> I saw something. It was like a picture that he's not Tyler Hero, he's Yasmani Hero. Dead ass, bro. Looks like he freaking <laughs> went to Braddock or Varela or something like that. Like, oh yeah, right. But yeah, getting back to it, those dudes finally picked it up, and I'm really happy to see that. Jimmy, you already know what the deal is, and look. I do think Bam deserves more recognition just across the board. And I think he's on his way there. I think if he has a really good playoffs this season, that will finally be like what kind of like gets him like in everybody's like radar yeah. as far as like respect. But he definitely is somebody who should get Defensive Player of the Year votes. I wouldn't be shocked if he won it. I don't think he will. The reason that's why I say cap. But 
I do think, though, that the Heat, that trade for Trevor Ariza was great. Dwayne Dedman was actually a solid pickup. Dwayne Dedman has been great. Yeah, dude. He's been great. He's a souped-up, taller Joel Anthony. That's, that's exactly what I said. He's Joel Anthony that can put the ball in the basket. Straight the fuck and up. Well, Joel Anthony had no hands. Wasn't there one game where Joel Anthony had like 28 minutes played, no points, no rebounds, Zero, no everything. That's yeah. literally the most time played without recording a single stat yeah, in NBA Yeah, that was history. one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. It was but playing 4-on-5 hey, basketball. I, I just, I, I'm not even going to get into Joel Anthony. I could literally give you a whole episode on how much I hate him and how overrated he is. But getting back to the series here. Goran Dragic, I think, will be big for us. Iggy's going to be huge. I was watching uh, Duncan Robinson's podcast, and he was talking about just Iggy's influence on the court, yeah. on the floor, on the game. And, like, he was saying, like, Iggy's just so smart with it, like, reading the defense. And, like, he will be able to do things, like, before the defense can even react to it because he'll be reading on how to manipulate the offense, like, to be able to work against the defense. It, it's have you, it's insane. Have you watched the last couple of Heat games and seen how well Goran Dragic is playing? Yes. He has a lot more gray hair than I've seen, than yeah. I've seen him in the past, he's, but he's playing so well. And that makes, hey, we're getting him at the right time, so yeah, he'll yeah, ramp yeah, up yeah. a little bit, and I think... And Jimmy, Jimmy's pretty well-rested, I should say. He's missed at least 20 games this year. Yeah. So I would say that he's pretty well-rested. So I think that he, I think the Heat are a dangerous team come playoff time. I mean, they always are. You know they they're never just gonna they're never just gonna lay down and get swept. So. No, the the Heat right now I think outside of Brooklyn th- this could come back to bite me. Outside of Brooklyn and Philly, I think they're like the three seed in my opinion. I agree. Now Milwaukee could have something to say about that they could show something, but I'm gonna call an upset here. I'm gonna call the Heat are gonna win this series in six. I can I, I'm gonna agree with you. If it goes seven, I'm not shocked, but I'm gonna take the Heat on this one. I just think like we said, I think Spo already just knows what to do. Spo knows. I think the Heat, they're going to make some noise now again. Yeah, and the Heat, the Heat in the last two months have been top three in every defensive metric in the NBA. Yeah, they're a great team, bro. And I think they're finally coming together and you're going to already see that, I'm not even going to say the word I want to say, but fuck Kendrick Perkins. I'm going to say that right now. <laughs> Beware. Everybody listening to this show right now, you're going to hear on Get Up, First Take, every show, them goons from Day County. Nah, bro. He's going to do the same thing. Hype up, hype up, hype up. As soon as something happens, he takes a dump on the heat. Don't listen to that guy. He ain't good. Yeah. So I now, mean, what was up? I mean, and then, I mean, the Sixers and the Nets are going to sweep the series that they play in. Yeah, I look, we, we assume they're going to advance. Unless unless uh, Jalen Brown miraculously gets a new... What, what did he hurt? No, no, he he's done. It was I his know, wrist. What, I, he's done for the season. His wrist. Well, if, if he miraculously gets a new wrist, maybe they have a chance, but no. Nah, and, but I will say, real quick, I'm just going to forecast the what's going to happen here with the playing tournament. I would love to see, and I expect to see, Russell Westbrook up against KD and Harden. I would love it. In the first round. I would love it. That's going to happen, in my opinion. And then between the Hornets and the Pacers, I'm trying to see LaMelo Ball in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm going to keep it a buck. Yeah, 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 That's my rookie of the year still to this day. I will keep saying it. I don't care. But now we're going to move on to the Western Conference, and this is where things get a little bit sticky. So, right now, the Lakers sit in the seventh seed, 41-30. and 30. If they win today and the Blazers lose, then the six. Lakers are the sixth seed, and then Portland is the seventh seed. Right now, at this very minute, the Warriors are facing the Grizzlies. The winner of that game is the 8th seed. The loser of that game is the ninth seed. And the ninth seed already has a date locked up with the Spurs. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't miss say that, Spurs. So, right now, if we're just going to go according to what's going on in our face, it's going to be, according to this thing right here, Lakers-Warriors. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about LeBron complaining about the plan? I think that 
LeBron for the last two weeks has just been crying about everything that doesn't go his way. Oh, that I sprained my ankle and I've never felt this I'll way in my career. I'll never be the same. Sh- sh- shut up, bro. He, like that's what he does. That's what I know. He does. He, I know. I know. I know. It's exactly what he does. And he just cries and then he comes out in the playoffs and then he looks superhuman. But I would just love. Love to see because LeBron in playoff series is not good in game one, and we know that. Yeah, it's I always would, an adjustment. I would love to see Steph Curry just put 70 on his head, just put six, 50, 60, 70 on his head. That's what I'm expecting, bro. That's what I'm expecting, like too. just lay it all like March Madness style, yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. Like, like shoot, shoot 70 shots for all I care. But I would love to see Steph Curry beat LeBron in the play in, I would love it, but it's probably not gonna happen because AD is yeah. healthy, LeBron's healthy, it's probably not gonna happen just because. The Warriors, the Warriors are playing small ball. The Lakers are way too big and they're way too fast. And so let's do a quick little preview. Moving on. So I do agree with you. I think the Lakers would win. But now let's say that the Lakers face the Grizzlies. How do you feel about that? The Lakers face the Grizzlies. No, that's that's no. a wash. Yeah, a wash. Okay. Now I'm not even going to talk about nine ten because like that's really irrelevant. But anyways, the winner of seven eight will face Phoenix, and we're going to assume the Lakers would be there. How do you feel about that series? The Phoenix is what the one or the two? The, the two. Okay, so here's the thing: if, oh, they're, you, they're, if Utah loses and Phoenix wins, they're the one. Okay. So it's a little bit messy, but let's just kind of go like how, how we think it's gonna go. So we'll go with like Lakers facing the one and the, and the Warriors facing the two. You want to do no, it like that? No, Lakers are gonna face the two because I'm right, right, they're right. gonna win, so right. they're gonna face the two. So let's say Phoenix, LA. That is a series that's gonna be huge. First Pers- round already. Personally, other than a healthy Lakers team, I think the Suns are the best team in the West. I've been kind of saying it for a couple of weeks now. I think that Chris Paul is just playing like at an MVP level. When you have a, goal, a Devin Booker who can score from anywhere on the floor, DeAndre Ayton has been underratedly really nice this season. He's averaging 14 and 10. He's shooting like 60% from the field. We all know what Jay Crowder meant to the Heat last season. And they have a lot of good other Mikhail pieces. Mikel Bridges. Campaign is stepping up right, right. now too. They I have, thought campaign was nothing special. And they're real. And they're real deep. Like when it comes to playoff time, they're real deep. So they have a lot of guys on the floor with playoff. They have Jay Crowder and Chris Paul with a lot of playoff experience under their belt that can come in and really make an impact for this team. So if the Lakers and the Suns match up, I think the Lakers probably take it. But I think it goes to seven. You think it goes seven? I think it goes seven. I think a Lakers Sun series goes to seven because LeBron and AD haven't played in a while. They have to go through a seven game series after being hurt for a lot of the year. I think that it'll be a tough series for the Lakers. I personally don't think, like, with the exception of the one eight, I don't think any other series in these playoffs will go below six or seven games. Yeah, in my opinion. But even though, even though I think the Jazz after the first round won't win a series. No, nah, because. God, man. Like, I, I wish Dallas was a little... I'm looking ahead right now, but I wish Dallas was a little bit better. Yeah. Because, like, I see them facing the Clippers, and I'm like... It, yeah. it, it and gets I know, me frustrated. And I know Denver's been really good without Jamal Murray, but when it comes playoff time, they need him. Yeah, dude. Like, so I, I was saying they would have made the finals if yeah. he was before he got hurt. Like, I think, I think that they pull a series out against Portland, but I don't think that they make it past the second round either. And L, the Clippers and the Mavericks series is going to be real interesting. It's going to be really interesting. This is a rematch of last year's of last year's matchup. Last year's first round won what, six? It won six. It won sure. six. It had that Luka. And Porzingis wasn't even playing. Yeah, and now you get Porzingis back, who's been super inconsistent this year. But I'd love to see him just kind of just kind of find yeah. like a proper role to play in this offense. And Luka's Luka. Yeah, for and sure. Not, and the Clippers might be just as good as they were last year, but I don't I don't think the Clippers are anything special. I think that they're kind of the same team nah, that they were no, last no, year. No. But hold on. We'll, we'll get into that in a second. Let me get to my, my Lakers-Phoenix thing because I haven't even been able to get into that. Oh, it's oh. all good, bro. So I personally feel like this is probably going to be the best first-round matchup 
Also, we finally get to see LeBron versus CP3 in the playoffs. That's something that I've wanted to see for the longest freaking time. And, oh, God, the thing is, like, it's just so hard for me to be able to pick this. Like, I don't even know what the Lakers are right now, to, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I don't think anybody does. Like, all right. Is the fact that these two guys, I mean, I know AD's already started to pick it up, but the fact that, like, there's not, like, there's chemistry, but there's not, like, recent chemistry going on right now. So, like, I feel like the first couple games definitely are going to be, like, everyone trying to get a feel for one another, what's going on yeah. right now, and, and all that. But, look, man, if I'm going to be objective here, I am going to go with the upset. And it's weird, because Phoenix is a two-seed. But this is an upset if it happens. And the, Lakers, the Lakers aren't a real seven seed. Like, no, they're this not. Is, this is a top three seed that had a lot of injuries, and now they found a way into the playoffs. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go with the Suns. It's going to be very, very, very bold, but I have been saying for a long time. Well, oh, you said the Suns are going to win. Yeah, the Suns are going to win. I'm going to call that. And the reason I say that is just because I think they're a better team, in I my opinion. Like, obviously, is- we know their best two guys are like... Good, but the rest of the team, I think that these guys are better. Yeah, the thing is, outside of Braun and AD, who's the Lakers' third best scorer? Kyle Kuzma? <laughs> Come on. You know how inconsistent he is. Yeah, he's... I mean, he was really good in the playoffs last year for a, for a lot of the season, but, but like... Isn't it crazy? Like, Andre Drummond got signed to that team, and he literally is irrelevant. He, he's been so bad. And it's weird to me. Like, I thought he was actually going to be a really, really, really impactful player. And maybe you, he is in the playoffs. You realize, you realize when you put him in a role in a contending team that he doesn't understand his role. That he doesn't understand that he just has to play good defense, grab boards, and put them back up in. Like, he wants... Like, I've seen videos, like, little clips of videos, like, on TikTok, of him being so out of position on defense that it, they just he just gets gashed. And they have to take him out of the game after, like, two minutes. And people always, like, rave and rave and rave about him as a defender. And I'm like, dude, he's just really tall. Like, he's just a good it. shot blocker. That's it. But, like, if you put him in a defensive half-court set, he can't defend. Yeah. And if you switch him onto somebody smaller than him, he's done. Yeah, he's going to get toast. But, hey, you call Lakers, I call Suns. It is what it is. Now let's move on to 3-6, assuming that things hold up. It could be Denver and the Lakers, but right now we're going to go according to this. I'm going to call Portland, Denver, like I said. Who do you think you got? I think it's Denver in a sweep. You think it's done like that? I think it's Denver in a sweep. It's just Portland's the same team that we see every year. They're nice with Damon and CJ, but they they don't have any presence other than their guards. Yeah, I was reading something, uh, I think it was last week. Terry Stotts, the coach of the of the Blazers, like, if he loses, barring, like, a miracle, he's going to get fired. And you know what? I really agree with that. Because Me I, too. That, I, see, I don't even know. It's I, it's just so weird talking about this because they're another frustrating one that I feel like they're just kind of, like, in the place where the Hawks were for the beginning of the 2010s that they were always good enough to make the playoffs. But then it's like, all right, what are you going to do once you finally get there? You're going to get out? Like, at this point... I think everything just needs to get blown up there. I think Dame needs to demand a trade. I think he needs to get the fuck out of there. CJ McCollum, I respect you, dude. I really, really, really do. But unless you're a third option, you can't be the second guy. Right. Dame is not going to be able to do anything with that. And yeah, they got Melo. But what does that do for you? He's not going to be Melo of old. Melo's 36 years old. Yeah. And, and yo, we always talk about like their interior in freaking Portland. It's like... Yeah, okay, you have some guys that can get some boards, you but like Nurkic. besides that, like what are you doing? Like this team, they have Nurkic, but like even then last yo, last postseason he was cooked. He looked gassed. Yeah. Can't guard anything. Yo, if you take that guy out to the top of the key, that's it. He's done. Whiteside's not still in Portland, right? No, Whiteside's in uh Sacramento. Sacramento where he yeah, belongs. He's a trash can. Yeah. But moving on, I'm gonna call Denver obviously to win, but I will probably give You give him a game? I give him a game. Could get two just because Jamal Murray's not in there. So I think there could be a couple times where Dame kind of snaps. 
So yeah. I'm going to call Denver still over it, and yeah. then they're going to face Phoenix. I mean, one more thing about Denver is Denver is so long. And they're deep still. Like, even Jamal Murray out, they're deep. They're so long and so deep because when you have you – have, they play most of their lineups with Jokic, Aaron Gordon, and Michael Porter Jr. You have three guys, two of them who are super freak athletes, and one of them who's the best big in the league probably right now. No, Embiid, but he is okay, the best passer. But he's, he's – He's the he's runner up or MVP this season. No, he's probably MVP. He's probably MVP this season because he's the he's the best big in the league this year. If Joel if Joel Embiid doesn't get hurt, he's the best big in the league this year. Yeah. But Jokic has by far been the best big in the league this year, and they're so long and the Blazers just won't match up well. This is the worst matchup the Blazers could have asked for. I think. <laughs> I think if they played like another team, that I think that they like. Even if they, they face Phoenix, if they face Phoenix, it would have been a better series. If they would have faced the Jazz, I think it goes to six. But like, you're this is the worst matchup you could ask for because the Denver's so long. Yeah, it's going to be tough, but I will say this. If Jamal Murray comes back next season with the way Michael Porter has been playing recently and you, you get back Aaron Gordon, oh, I think you, you give us a full season, the they are going to be crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we're going to move on 4-5. We're already talking about it. We know how Matt feels about that. Clippers, Dallas, this is going to be a very exciting series. I do think that in the next couple of years, Dallas has to step it up and start making more of an impact when it comes to acquiring players. I agree. But... I will say this. I I will tell you, do not sleep on the Clippers. I think the Clippers, they could be the best team in these play, like in the Western Conference side of the Wait, bracket this, right this now. This is what I'm doing with the Clippers. You're sleeping. You're snoring. I know. I get it. But don't sleep, cut. Do not. This team is freaking nice. And you know what's funny? I was watching something. <laughs> the Clippers, there was a, a period of time where like they had a small percentage of facing the Lakers in the playoffs potentially. And they, it's a, like kind of like people just talking, they did have a bit of a tank job to be able to completely statistically avoid facing the Lakers in the playoffs and get down to the four. Did they really? Yeah. Because think about it, whether they were the three or the two, they could face the Lakers. Yeah. Depending on what happens with Portland, if they slip or even if LA does get into the seven, if they were the two, they now don't face them, which I think is something that really works out for them. This team is going to make noise. I have them right now going to the conference finals. I think this could be the year they make the finals. Now, then again, there is always the chance that these two teams face each other in the conference finals if I'm wrong about the Suns winning. But I will say this. I will take the Clippers in six. Luka's going to have a really big series. Porzingis really needs to step it up, though. But they do have something nice. JJ's down there. He's trying to get healthy again right now. Tim Hardaway Jr. is nice. Dorian Finney-Smith. Jalen Brunson. Are they really nice, though? They're, I'm they're saying, nice for the they're Dallas. They're a, I'm saying they're a nice young team. I'm not saying they're going to be nice in terms of like they're going to make noise, but it's a nice young team, and it, it, it's kind of like like training wheels right now. That, I see they're a team with training wheels. For as much as for as much as much I think the Clippers are a cop, I think they do take the series, though. Yeah, I mean, I kind of call you crazy if you said otherwise. Yeah, no, the Clippers probably take the series, but I think in any other series, they're a cop. So, right now, we're going to agree to, you know, we're not even going to disagree on this, but like... Utah wins that, so we're yeah. going to have probably Clippers, Jazz in the, in the second round. Going to be some exciting stuff this weekend, this upcoming weekend. NBA playoffs begin. Let's get at this. We're going to see what's going on with this. We'll have a lot more to talk to you about in the coming episodes with NBA playoffs as things unfold. Recaps, this and the other. Stay tuned. Stay posted. Stay locked in. Have a great week. We'll catch you later on the next one. Peace out.